William Afton woke up, which to him was extremely unlikely, considering the fact that mere moments before, he had been trying to force his way out of a ventilation shaft, trapped inside a malfunctioning, spring-locked suit, while all around him, behind him, in front of him, was fire, threatening to burn everything down. Was he really dead this time? Or is this going to be one of those times where he thought he was dead? And just ends up as a... A zombie-robot hybrid thing. You see, Afton has had a strange, terrible life. Pushing these thoughts out of his mind, he looked around trying to make sense of where he was. And up to this point, he thought he had been closing his eyes. But only then did he realize that his eyes were open all along. And yes, the room, or place, or building, was that dark. Afton tried to feel his way around, but was unable to grasp onto anything. He felt a peculiar sensation, though. He found that there was no floor. That he was floating. Now, William was extremely confused. He absentmindedly scratched his head. Wait. Afton realized that he had hands. And legs. Unscathed, unburnt legs. Real flesh instead of metal and fabric limbs. Actual limbs. He couldn't see them. The room he was in was lightless, but he could feel them. He also had hair, a face, a torso, covered in skin instead of being pure bones and muscles and viscera. He also realized he was wearing what seemed to be a work uniform with a metal badge clipped on. He remembered vividly that it was the same thing he was wearing before he got into that cursed Spring Bonnie suit for the last time. Okay, so he was dead then. That was the only explanation. But he was breathing. He still was. He still existed. Had he ended up in purgatory? Was he to spend eternity here? Well, that's not too bad, he thought, and remembered all the things he did. He chuckled slightly, being able to find humor and memories that would give even the vilest psychopaths chills. His chuckles soon turned into giggles, then full-blown laughter. Booming laughter, echoing thousands of time in the vast nothingness of the void. He remembered how foolish Henry had been, with his talks of hell and punishments. He remembered what Henry had said that day that he tried to immolate his own work partner. Every single word. The darkest pits of hell has opened up to swallow you whole. So don't keep the devil waiting, old friend. But there was no hell for him. 
He had escaped from karma even in death. No pain, no fire, no brimstone. Henry had killed himself for nothing. And this greatly amused William Afton. And he kept laughing. Now he was wheezing and clutching his stomach and, and gasping for breath even, but, but he laughed on. And on and on and on. He laughed for what seemed to be days, but could possibly be seconds, when something made him stop. A burst of light, a miniature supernova, an explosion which lit the void up, revealing the violent shade of his uniform. It ended with a fist, blue and yellow smoke came out from every direction. And from the center, something small and heavy dropped into his hand. It was a small box. By now, the small explosion had ended, leaving everything pitch black again. But he could feel small engravings and patterns on the box, which he presumed to be made out of some kind of metal. He felt his way around the box, and on its front side, he found what seemed to be words engraved in the center. Two words. William's Judgment. Utterly bewildered at this point, Afton felt his way for the opening of the box. He found what appeared to be a handle protruding from the top, and pulled on it. Light filled the void. His eyes, after spending so long in the dark, was watering from the pain. Soon his eyes stopped hurting, but the light did not fade. Afton continued to squint when he heard something. A deep, booming voice coming from every direction was talking to him. It was crisp, and there seemed to be a slight tone of humor in its voice. Hello, Mr. William Afton. Then, just as suddenly as it appeared, the light faded. Afton found himself surrounded by clouds. Above was blue sky, but below him was also blue sky. He looked up and found that in front of him was a man wearing a pristine white suit and tie and a pair of glasses, who seemed to be walking on the clouds themselves. He was elderly and had striking blue eyes, the same shade as the sky, and hair as wispy as the clouds. Strangely enough, he was also looking at what looked to be an iPad, as if reading something. God? asked William. Okay, so uh, about that eternal punishment thing. But God merely shushed him. Yes, I've read your file. Serial child murderer, designer of various robots specializing in the capture and murder of children's, one of whose victim is hmm, your own daughter. Many attempted murders even after you, quote-unquote, died the first time. 
God said, his voice devoid of any hate, but just pure judgment. I think we both know where this is going, don't we, Mr. Afton? God concluded with a slight grin. Afton stammered, I... well, yes, I'm going to hell, right? Well, naturally, you committed several first-degree murders, so... Yes. Sorry, Afton. But if it's any comfort, it's been specially designed to suit you. I also think that you would be delighted to know that no punishment is eternal, Mr. Afton. Of course, yours would be very long, probably a few centuries if not a few millennia, but but trust me, that's nothing compared to how long Mr. Hitler is going to be here for. I'm going to be in hell for centuries? William shouted. Or more, but if you want to get it over quick, then you'd better get started with your punishment early. The earlier the better, I suppose. Any questions, Mr. Afton? God asked with an air of finality. What is my hell like? Asked William. This time, God laughed. <laughs> that is a surprise, Mr. Afton. Now off you go. Afton felt everything went black again. This time, something appeared before him. Three words. Ultimate Custom Night. But before he could do anything, the words disappeared yet again. He heard the voice of God booming from the darkness again. Uh, sorry. My bad. That was your son's personal hell. He's gonna be here for a few years. But, uh, anyway, here's your personal hell the right one, this time. A different set of words appeared before him. And then an image. An image that strikes fear into the hearts of even the likes of William Afton. Afton shrieked upon the reveal. Ultimate punishment. Night. And just to be clear, you can't adjust difficulty for Ultimate Punishment Night. So sorry, Mr. Afton. <laughs>